Good morning. It is Wednesday. It means early morning BNI session, which means I'm in my car for probably the next 35, 40 minutes, depending on traffic. And you and I are going to have a bit of a chat, a little bit of a conversation. Well, it's going to be one way um, until you actually hear this and you know, tell me your thoughts on on things. But um, you know, it's it's been this week's actually been pretty. Uh, interesting for as, as far as my race training goes, things are going um, really as as well as to be as I'd expected or as I'd hoped. I shouldn't say I expected because I didn't know what to expect as I was doing this, uh, getting ready, coming off of that ridiculous uh, overuse foot injury I had from a couple years ago, and like this is really the first time I've I've tested that uh, full on with a, a full-on actual um, training regimen. I'm actually trying to get ready to do something. So, so far, so good. Uh, with that, I, I will tell you, and I mean, this is, you know, when we talk about everybody has things that they're, the fears or things that they're anxious about or nervous about, I do, um, I, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting to wake up one morning and just, like, uh, not be able to put weight on my foot and have that all too familiar feeling and be like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be setting me like a setback. And I got to tell you, like, as we've gotten closer and closer to this race, because we're only about two and a half weeks from it now, um, that feeling or that concern being in the back of my mind is like, it's, it's more present now than it's been through the uh, last few months. Cause I'm like, man, if this thing, if this thing gets screwed up now, you know, I, I'm going to have to eat the cost of this race and I'm not going to be able to, to, uh, to do it. But, um, you know, things are, things are going well with that. Uh, training wise, I'm still doing, uh, I'm getting miles in every day for the most part. Um, I am spending a, a lot of time when I wake up first thing in the morning, kind of evaluating how I feel. Uh, and if I do wake up in the morning and I feel like, you know, things have kind of been, you know, I, I'm, if I'm on the fence and would need a day off, I take a day off. So uh, I think for anybody that's really trying to figure out how to get acclimated to challenging themselves with different workouts, I think you you really should be doing that uh, type of an evaluation daily. You just check in with yourself, like, how do I feel today? And if something's bothering you, don't necessarily be a hero and try to push through. Just, uh, you know, take the honest assessment, see what you're able to do that day, and always, always, always have the, uh, the, the kind of, of answer, whereas if I'm not able to do this or I think I might aggravate something, take the day off or do something different, you know, because uh, fitness is such a long game anyway. And, you know, even even with me, like, okay, if I had... Um, I really, really want to complete this race. Um, but you know, I'm still like, you know, if, if something were to happen where this thing would really, really flare up. And when I had this, this overuse injury before, like it gradually crept up. So I haven't really, if, if it really just came upon me and it was like, okay, you know, if I had to not do the race, I would not do the race. I would just do like the, I'd hang out with my friends and I'd do the meetup. But 
Um, things are going really, really well. That is not, by the way, I, I want to put the hammer down. That is not me giving myself an out on this race. As long as I'm physically able, which there to this point is absolutely no reason for me to think logically that I'm not going to be able to do the race, uh, I'm going to do it. So, you know, I've, I've made some comments here and there about how much like I'm, I, uh, running, you know, running regularly is not something I'm going to be doing, but you know, I, I do want to do this race. I want to complete it with my friends. I want to meet some of the folks off of Instagram and social media that I've just been talking to for a while, but have never met face to face. So I'm looking forward to doing this race with each and every one of you guys. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited with everything that has to do with the, um, flying pig, 10k and uh we'll we'll see where all of this goes this might end up being a yearly thing for us down here who knows uh gary and i gary cantrell and i are already thinking of different ways that we can do face-to-face meetups with folks so uh we're working on that we'll see what happens um what else can i tell you so yeah training wise things are good um started to really get back into uh using my home gym more I'd, I'd been doing a lot of stuff just going to Planet Fitness, uh, doing a lot of my gym workouts there. But, you know, things with on some days the schedule doesn't really permit for that. And other days I've been like, you know what? I don't really want to drive up to the gym when I have a full setup here. So I've been, uh, taking, I've been taking advantage of that. Everything's been good there. Um, I have seen quite a few things on social media this week that have just kind of made me stop scrolling and kind of think for a moment. Uh, one of which actually was from today. If you have already listened to the MOS Daily Podcast for today, uh, it is actually um, from Gary. I, I, it actually was inspired by this week's podcast that Gary's doing uh, with Chase, where he talks about Chase mentions finding your pace. And that, that just that hit me cold. I did. So I did. Uh, it's a little bit over five minutes long. That's today's almost daily podcast. If you have not listened to that one yet, um, it's out now. So go listen to it after you listen to this, I guess. Um, <laughs> or not come back to this, whatever you prefer. It's all about your preferences. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, and, and there's been some other things. Uh, let's see this week in the last few days. Um, there was a, and I shared this in my story today because I, you know, sometimes when you see like the quotes and the, and the, uh, little inspirational poster type things on, on Instagram, you know, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, time, time really does show you the process that you're working through. And, and if you are able to step back and look at things, I mean, think about a time in your past where you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. And I don't like, I just want to move to the next phase of my life. And, you know, there's going to be things in life that like, you don't want to revisit. I totally get that. But I think all of us have other experiences where, you know, we, we, in the moment, didn't want to take the time to work through where we were or be in the situation we were in, but then we end up looking back on it later and you see why it made sense. You see where it really helped you. And, 
You know, I think, I think when you just, the more time you have between, um, or the more time it is that you give things to play out, the more useful you see certain situations and certain things that you were going through and how they have helped you become the person that you are today. Now, again, like there's things in life that had they not happened, you'd probably have a better go of it right now, or you'd be in a better headspace. And, and I, you know, this isn't like every, every situation in life is a, is a lesson that builds you up and makes you stronger. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, and this is when I'm thinking on my own personal experience, there are so many things that I thought I was running behind in at the moment, but as time has gone on and things have, have, uh, played out a little bit, you know, you start to really appreciate, okay, this is what I was learning in that part of my life, or this, this is why going through all of that has been helpful. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us just, we, we, we are impatient by nature. And, and I think we all are in certain areas. Um, and in certain times, like, you know, it, it just, uh, you just, uh, by, by nature, we're impatient. And I think once you know that, okay, cool, I'm impatient, but I need to be patient about things because things are going to play out. And it's weird because you've got two ends of it here. Like time flies. Um, you know, Rachel and I were talking on yesterday's podcast about some world events that have happened in our lifetime. And if you put the timestamp on it, these are things from 20, 25 years ago. And it doesn't seem that long ago. Um, but by the same token, while life, my time, while time seems to move pretty fast, it also, you, you have a long time. Because I also think back to, and, and this is where, again, like weight loss and people trying to um, either tell their story, develop a brand, build a business. Uh, these are two areas that I am talking about a lot because these are two areas that uh, have been a huge part of my life and have taken up a huge part of my mind for years. Um, and, you know, there are things now where uh, I, I see how things have played out, both with weight. Like, every diet I was on, every stupid tactic that I tried, um, you know, Last week, Gary mentioned having the uh, the ab belt, the, the thing that zaps your stomach, uh, the electrical, the, the e-stem machine that was supposed to give you a six-pack. Totally had one of those. Um, actually, accidentally tried to take it. Well, didn't uh, wasn't an accident. I forgot to turn the thing off once before I was taking it off. And I was shocked myself. I mean, it wasn't like you know, really dangerous, but <laughs> didn't feel all that good. Um, but anyway, so yeah, like every silly product I bought, every diet that I tried and all this other stuff, like it just, I, I've, this has all given me perspective around weight loss. So like I can empathize with anybody that sees what's hot right now and jumps from trend to trend because it's really hot right now. And like, you know, if you hear something over and over, you, you automatically kind of sort of think, oh, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe that's the way that it is. So like I look at this Whereas I've seen all this stuff play out. I've seen diets come and go. I've seen them come back under.
there's slightly different variations under different names. I'm getting my coffee now, switching from water to coffee. Um, you know, so like, I know what the end game is. The end game is whatever's hot right now isn't going to be hot three to four years from now. I know it seems like it's the end-all solution to everybody's weight weight issues. Like, that's always how it is. And then it's not quite as popular, and you're going to have people that end up sticking with it because it fits more of their preferences. You have other people that once the hype dies down, they're going to get into it and kind of just pick and choose the elements of that stuff that worked for them, and then they're going to probably apply it. If they, if they take the time to do this, then apply it to whatever's hot then, you know, two or three years from now. Uh, and then you're going to have people that are just chasing the trends. And I think, uh, I, I think in the generation that we're in right now, my generation, so if you're, you know, in your late 20s to your, I guess I'm in my, I'm in my late 30s now, good lord. Um, so like, you know, if you're, if you're in that 10 year period, you know, I, I think there's a lot of folks in this generation that are just going to um, be habitual dieters because that's how the system is set up. It's set up that, you know, you're constantly, like, and you think because we think, I shouldn't say you, I should say we, we think that we're, you know, coming on to the latest thing and, and because everything is positioned as like, this is the solution. All that other crap that happened before, that wasn't the real solution. The real solution is this. And then there's going to be, you know, celebrities and, and, um, fitness influencers that are, they get behind it and they push it. And then you're going to have social media has really made this stuff interesting because, um, it used to just be that you would have to, you would have to, you know, navigate the whole thing with Hollywood celebrities and, and, you know, uh, people that you might hear locally on, on radio and TV, uh, you know, giving this endorsement and kind of have to look at that and say, okay, how does that apply to me? And, and do kind of your own work through on it. But now it's, it is just like everybody's a, a, an influencer. Um, or you should say there's a lot. Of, I mean, we're all influenced by people on social media. Like you see what it is that they post. You see how they think about a typical a product or a typical way of, or a, not typical, a product or a, a different way of eating. And they give an endorsement. And again, it's one of those things where if you hear it over and over, you start to think that, yeah, you know, there's some truth to this. So there's a lot to navigate right now. Um, I just hope that you, if you're somebody that listens to this podcast, you're definitely aware of this because I say it all the time. I, I want you to be able to step back, take the things that you see, whether it's a diet, whether it's an app, whether it's a product, whatever it is, and put it in your toolkit and figure out a way to use it that works best for you. Build your own program, build your own process. Because if you do that, you're not going to be one of those people that are just habitual dieters that end up doing this stuff for, um, you know, 40 to, to 50 years because the insecurities that all of these diets and all of these products hit on are insecurities that, that we all have. Um, so, you know, that, that's my hope. I hope that you are listening to this and you're going to build your own process. And I hope you take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, and some of that stuff over there, put it together and build your own program, build your own process. Um, 
another thing, and this isn't the first time I've seen this, uh, and I'm not naming names. I, I, I usually don't name names anyway, um, and typically when I make statements, I'm not singling out one single person. Um, actually, I don't. Yeah, I, I typically, I don't know if I've ever, I, I want to say typically in case there was one or two times that I was actually talking about one person, but I did see, you know, somebody yesterday felt like they were a fraud because of, you know, they, they wanted to eat some stuff that wasn't along the lines of how they felt that they should be, you know, eating. Um... And I always ask, like, whenever somebody thinks that they're a failure, what is the standard that you think you should be living up to? Like, I'm not always like, oh, you're, you're not a failure. Uh, you're not a failure with any of this stuff unless you completely stop. But my question is always, okay, you clearly feel this way if you're putting it out there. Um, what is the standard that you think you should be living up to? Because, see, those standards... That's where you end up poking the holes in. Not, not on like oh, you don't just say ah, oh, you know, eh. yeah, you're 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 not. You'll be all right. You know, you don't just say that. You're like, okay, what's the standard that you're trying to live up to? Because when you can identify where you think you should be as far as what you're doing day to day, here I am with my air quotes again, and where you are right now, you can start to look at what is a, a reasonable way, you know, what, what's a reasonable expectation of yourself. Um, and it's so hard when it comes to weight loss because each and every one of our choices get magnified in our head, especially the ones that we're, we're, we feel like we're not living up to whatever the standard is. Uh, the standard is, is absolute crap, by the way. This note, like this whole thing of eating clean, I, eating clean makes me, I just, I get, it's a good thing I have a punching bag because every time I hear eating clean, I'm like, what does that even mean? I mean, you know, like, and that's the other thing. Ask people what eating clean means and they'll give you like a bunch of different definitions. Um, one person to the next. But, you know, nobody does this stuff 100% of the time, especially to the way that it's portrayed um, online. And it's never portrayed online, really, in, like, the way that... Well, I shouldn't say never. Never mind, I'm not... That, that is true. There are people that, that will claim that they, you know, do it this way, and they do it 100% of the time and all this, I guess. But, and not really worried about them. They're not listening to this podcast. Um, so, you know, you, you got to find out where... What standard you think you should be living up to? Realize that this whole thing, because we're we're talking about dozens, if not hundreds, of choices that we all make around eating and exercise a day, like the thoughts that we have. You're not gonna get all of them perfect. And again, like I and I've, I know I've said this a number of times. I I really hope that that somebody gets this. That's hearing that is hearing this episode. Like living an active lifestyle and losing weight. If we're ranking our choices on a 1 to 10 scale, you're going to have a hell of a lot more 6s, 7s, and 8s than you are 10s. And by the way, like that's working this into a real life. Oh, well, you're just giving excuses for people to eat junk food. Not really. I mean, I'm giving people the, the air cover to you know look at the choices they're making, acknowledge, eh, maybe I should have done better with that. 
and then come up with a plan of how could I do this next time. By the way, also realizing that next time you might decide to eat the same thing. Uh, the thing that gets tricky when you're talking about like junk food and, and things like that is that you physically feel bad after eating. It has nothing to do with the amount of calories. It has nothing to do with um, you know you not being on your plan. It has to do with you consumed this very complex, layered, calorie-dense food. I guess it does have something to do with the calories that you eat. But you, you ate this very decadent food, it's very rich, and your body's reacting to it. So, you know, but it's a physical reaction. It doesn't have to be an emotional reaction. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and as far as living up to standards, here's the thing. There are no standards to live up to. Now, if you're identifying with a particular diet or particular community and you're living, you know, that's, that's what your identity is wrapped up in online. You're online. Identity. I'm not saying that like, you know, this is all you're wrapped up in, but yeah, that could be tough if it doesn't align with what it is that you can do every day. Um, but there, you're not a fraud. You're just doing the best that you can. And as time goes on, you're going to find that some stuff works for you, other stuff doesn't. And you're going to do more of the stuff that works, less of the stuff that doesn't. So, you know, I mean, this isn't a pass-fail thing. You don't fail unless you just basically decide for life, I'm done. Like, you're not a, you know, there is no failing and there is no, you know, unless you're like, (laughs) the only time you're a fraud, I guess, is if you're, you're basically saying that this is the way that I do things all of the time, which there isn't a way that any of us do anything all of the time. We have habits and routines, but like there are times that we deviate from that. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, this is not a, a pass or fail. Um, if you don't live up to some standard, you're a fraud. This is, you're doing the best that you can and you move forward. And like we were talking about before, um, life is long, and even though it moves fast, you know, you're going to be doing this stuff for a long time, so find out what you enjoy, uh, surround yourself with people that will help to encourage you and, and guide you along, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's it, and stop doubting yourself, I, that's one thing I see a lot, like people just, it's like they're in the middle of the process of doing this stuff, and they need something to focus on. So kind of like, I, I don't know if it's because they've they've had a rough relationship with themselves to this point uh, or what, but by default, and this I totally get because, I mean, look, I was somebody that in order to, in my mind, hope that people wouldn't laugh at me, I would do the self, self-deprecating humor um, fairly regular basis because I thought that people were laughing with me and not at me. Um, and I went away from that. And then I was very excited last week. If you listen to Rachel's podcast at the, towards the end, like I make a self deprecating, which would be a self deprecating joke. And I was so excited when we got off of the call because I messaged her. I'm like, you know what? I made a joke at my own expense. And it was just because of like, the flow of the conversation. It had nothing to do with me being like, maybe people left with me instead of at me. I was super excited about that. Um, you know, so like, you just, you, it, 
does get back to something that I talk about a lot, which is you have to be on the same page with yourself and you have to support yourself. I know that there are people that, including yourself, so you inside your head and people outside of your head that have, have probably said and done some pretty nasty things to you, and if you have a negative view on yourself, then there's, you know, people could hear your story and probably say, yes, I, I can absolutely see why you feel that way. And, you know, I, I have empathy for anybody that is feeling that way. Um, that was how I felt about myself for years, but I'm going to tell you that gets you nowhere. You have to get on the same page with yourself. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. You'd be like, well, that's hard. Well, yeah, initially it is. And then gradually over time, like you start to really pump yourself up and cheer yourself on more. And then by the way, there are going to be those times where you're like, you feel like you're, you're, you know, not that you're failing and stuff and all this, but you really have to be able to step back and be like, okay, what's the real situation here? Like, am I really failing? And in weight loss, you're not in anything else. Like, um, let's talk about business for a minute. Okay. Um, I went all in on your level fitness for in-home personal training and group fitness back in 2015 and it fell flat. And I was uh, working at a marketing agency within a year. So fall of 2016, like I, I went back and, and I was working. And did, did I mark myself as a failure as a business owner? I, I mean, I had those thoughts, totally had those thoughts. But as time went on and then, you know, as we get into 2017 and, and the online coaching really kind of starts to become a thing. And I just, all I did was I shifted I wasn't a failure. I don't look at myself as a screw-up in my own head. I really am able to look at it and say, okay, what am I learning from all this? Because, see, what's going on right now, like everything with me, and it's the same thing with you, there's learning opportunities. And, again, it's, it's about finding out that stuff that works for you, doing more of that and less of the stuff that doesn't. And you're not going to find out what doesn't work for you unless you try it. But if you can get to a place in your head where you're, you're gently supporting while pushing yourself to do things, that's, that's where those top performers are. I mean, think about every resilient performance that you've seen somebody do. Let's use a race as a... You know, like a track and field race, or um, you know, like my son, my my son, who's into swimming. Let's let's like you know, there's definitely there, there's athletes, and it happens all the time to them. They don't get off to the start that they like, or something happens. Like in swim, maybe you know they're maybe they're doing a 400, and one of the turns that they did wasn't as tight as they'd like it to be. Well, they don't just stop; they adjust. The next time they do the turn, they try to make it tighter because the way that they went into it that time before didn't work. So you don't just like, when something when something happens and doesn't go the way you want it to, you're not like, ah, man, I knew it. See, this just confirms it. This just confirms it. I can't do it. No, you're not like that at all. You get to a point where you're just like, okay, 
can I learn from this is something that you could ask yourself. And then you move on. Um, and and again, like I try not to to soften the statement or normalize and be like, I know it's hard to get in this mindset. I mean, it is, but it's pretty black and white where you need to be in your head to be successful and be happy with regardless of whatever it is you're working through. You can't throw pity parties. You can't think that you're a total screw-up. You have to be at a point where you can, you know, adjust and move on. And if you're on Instagram, if you're in the weight loss community, and you're like, well, I don't have people that support me. (laughs) Cool. I got a whole bunch of positivity ninjas pinned to my profile. Go talk to them. They'll tell you what it is that you're doing and how well you're doing. But you got to get out. Like, you can't can't beat yourself up. It doesn't do anything for you. Where has it gotten you? I know I've posted that before. Like, seriously, where has it gotten you? Where has being negative ever gotten anyone? It didn't get me anywhere. Nobody wanted to be around me. I was probably really draining to talk to up until the time I was about, like, 32, 33. Yes, I felt like I was stuck. I felt like I was behind. I felt like I was never going to get to where I wanted to be. There's still places I want to go. There's still things that I want to do, but I realize life is a process, and I realize that I'm learning. And I also realize that when you start surrounding yourself with people, with and this, again, is going to get into one of those cliches. Look at the people you surround yourself with. I know they say, like, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. When you start surrounding yourself with people that aren't, like, just flighty and, like, believe and you'll achieve, but people that are, like, I'm going to choose to believe this and I'm going to work my ass off as hard as I need to to get to where I want to be. You start surrounding yourself with that kind of energy. Oh, man. Like, you'll be amazed at where you start to go with things. Now, we use weight loss a lot because weight loss is a, a really, it's like this nice little test case. Okay, you're building an active lifestyle. You're changing how you do things day to day. Your weight is starting to take care of itself. But you're developing habits around consistency and patience, which translate to everything else that you do. Anything else that you would want to achieve in life. So a lot of these people that you're surrounding yourself with in the weight loss community... They're going to be driven to do other things, just like you're going to be driven to do other things. And you can support each other. You can, when need be, like, you know, check in and hold each other accountable. Although, you know, like, you just, it's it's just how it ends up being. You end up surrounding yourself with people that, that are like-minded. And it's funny because you will know these people when you come into contact with them. Because you, you've got... You've got people at opposite at, at, that are too far in one direction, too far in the other. You've got the eternal optimist that just believes everything's going to work out for no apparent reason. Like, you know, people that are just being the power of positivity but aren't working hard. Then you've got people that are just down on themselves, feel like they're that, that feel like they're um, dragging themselves through life, and they're just you know zapping the energy out of others. By the way, I was one of those people for years. So, you know, the reason I can tell you that the other way is is much better 
where you're focusing on being positive but, but really working really hard and surrounding yourself with other positive hard workers is because I was the other guy for years and it got me nowhere. And I will tell you, at my absolute leanest, I was more along that guy, the, the negative, woe is me, versus who I am right now. So weight has nothing to do with it. It's all about where your mind is with things. Um, what else was going on this week? Yeah, just taking some taking some moments here, figuring some things out. Um, oh yeah, I did commit to. Um, I want to have over. I want to have over a thousand episodes of this podcast before the year's out. I want to do more interviews. I want to share more day-to-day stuff like this. I want to do more almost daily podcasts. I have uh, there's so many content ideas that I have, and the one thing that I figured, like I don't even since we got rid of satellite radio, I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I just get in the car and like record a podcast because I can. I've got <laughs> I've got one of my phones. That's right, guys. How many phones am I up to now? Nine, twelve, seventeen. Good lord, we're gonna meet. We're going to meet at the Flying Pig, and somebody's going to say that I have like 27 or 39 phones, because my friends are awesome. They are awesome, but they really love this whole phone thing. And it's really funny when I'm recording a message to send back to one, and I, uh, you know, to one, of, to one of the folks in the community that know this whole, like, two phones thing, that when I don't have the other phone on silent and it dings, they're like, that was your other phone, wasn't it? Yes. So... But it's all good, you know. I, I uh, and and part of the reason there's a couple of reasons I want to do more that many have that many episodes. One, I am documenting a really interesting time right now uh, in my life. Like I'm going to look back on this 10, 20 years from now, and with all the stuff that I'm doing. Because uh, by the way, guys, like when it comes to working, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know. You either have a job or you're an entrepreneur. Like, that's not a real... That, that's the thing that people get all up in arms with, with Gary Vee, because they'll say, well, if you have a job, you're not an entrepreneur. And it, it's funny, because, like, the first time I heard that, like, everybody was so outraged. Like, Gary, you don't know my situation, and this is what's going on. And I'm like, that's his opinion, and I can kind of see why, where he came to it. Like, I'm not mad about it. I just think that, you know... If you do both, then if the ultimate goal is to be working on your own, you um, you end up, you know, you put yourself in position to get to that. Because, see, if you're just trying to build a business and if you're like, well, I can't be an employee or work for a company and be an entrepreneur, it's flawed thinking. And because this stuff, like, when you're, when you're selling yourself and you're building a brand around yourself, again, it takes a lot of time and patience. Like, it's not going to happen nearly as fast as you want it to. And if you're able to grow the brand slower, grow the business slower, uh, and you have other income coming in, then, you know, it makes things move. It just, it takes a lot of the pressure off you. Um, and... You know, I I believe as of right now, I'm I'm still in the boat where you know what you 
have a business and brand that you're building, but you do other things. So, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where, and I've told you guys before, like, professionally, I've worked in a lot of sales, customer service, and I did have the marketing agency. I was on the agency side for a while uh, with a creative team. And I think, you know, for me, work-wise, I like having the, I, I like the creative outlet, and I like working on a creative team. So those are the, that's the type of work I'm looking to pick up. Now, if that ever ends up being a, an actual career, that's great. Uh, I've been doing your level fitness in addition to something else for a number of years. I mentioned when I went off on, on you know, my own and was trying to build the build it when it was a personal in-home personal training and group fitness thing. Like I did do that solely on its own, but <laughs> I, I learned from that. I learned that that's not really the way to do things. Um, and I, but I, I look at jobs and opportunities and I'm still kind of like, you know what, if I find the right opportunity and I build into the career and like it ends up being a career, I'm still going to do this stuff with your local fitness. The only thing that changes is I don't have to like, I, I don't have to push services as much because I can build the brand and build the message and still work with the people that I'm working with, but it is not the only thing that I'm doing. Um, I would like to direct you to the merchandise shop for your local fitness. Go to shopylf.com and you can see all kinds of, uh, doing a lot of t-shirts right now. We'll be adding some other merchandise to it uh, and continuing to put designs up there on a regular basis, but there's probably good what, 10 or 12 designs right now. Free shipping to any of the states where I accept orders from, which basically is everybody besides um, California, North Carolina, Everybody else, you can place your orders, you get free shipping, and delivery once the time you, by the time you place an order, delivery's in about a week. So, pretty good turnaround time. Um, but yeah, I, I will always say, hey, you should totally be buying the Your Level Fitness merchandise, because the shirts, super soft, what I've seen so far, super good quality. Uh, actually wearing my 100 Floor Crew shirt right now, you can't see it, but I'm wearing it. And uh, that came from the new store. So, uh, again, big shout out to Mr. Gary Cantrell for saying, hey, dude, you really need to do this. So, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I, I actually look at it as if you're working a full-time job and building your brand and building, you know, and, and doing that stuff, I, I think it actually helps because I think if you don't have to sell yourself as much, um, I, th I think people are more willing to to help you spread the message. Because um, it's interesting whenever somebody does throw a sales pitch in because none of us really want to be sold to. Um, and that's why, like, I've worked in sales before. I've, I've had a number of sales positions. And the thing that always kind of got me is that, look, you can't, if you're persuaded, if you have to persuade people to buy from you, you're, you're already behind the eight ball. Like, you know, you present what it is that you offer. Don't pester people with constantly following up. Uh, and just, you know, they'll come to the decision on whether or not they need to buy your product or service on their own. So I, I always thought it was funny, like in a sales capacity, follow up, follow up, follow up. Well, I've already followed up three times this week and they're dodging my phone. 
anybody's time. Um, so that's why I don't like, like, I like, and I like selling. Selling when you believe in what you're selling, which in this case is myself, which I think I'm absolutely fantastic and awesome when it comes to the mindset on weight loss and you know, being able to, to help people adopt that, line, that mindset. Um, when you really believe in what you're selling, it's, it's a complete game changer. And, you know, a lot of your sales organizations, they sell on statistics, they will put their reps through training, where they basically tell them, okay, this is what you go out, this is what you believe, and this is what you tell everybody. Um, you know, when you're out there selling yourself and you're selling your own belief on things, it's a lot easier. It gives you a lot more credibility. Uh, that's why, like, from a marketing sense, I love it because I am I am a true marketing consultant. Like, I, and I don't want to handle a lot of people's marketing. Now, again, if I talk to somebody, I, I like teaching them how to do the marketing. If they say, you know, well, we really like you and we want you to handle our marketing, but we want you to be in here day to day, well, then awesome. We just had kind of a reverse quasi interview. Um, and then that gives us kind of some information. Okay, this is what this guy really is like from a marketing perspective. And then it gives me a perspective. Okay, this is really what they're interested in and that they see the value in. But what's really nice is when I talk to people, I'm talking to them about uh, you know, how they can do this stuff on their own. Uh, it, it's it's a lot like with the fitness and weight loss stuff because you're teaching people skills and you're teaching yeah you're teaching people how to use things. And the thing with online marketing, whereas with fitness you need a a foundation and you can kind of come back to that and you don't really have to make as many adjustments. There's absolutely foundational things in small business marketing that, you know, as far as doing copywriting and as far as, you know, positioning and, and doing a brand message, there are tried and true things that you need to know that are very, very helpful. Um, but with the way that marketing is right now, with so much of it being done through your phone, um, it is always changing. So you need to know those foundational skills because those foundational skills are going to be what really help you to navigate to the next thing. Otherwise, you're at the mercy of what a lot of ad sales reps are going to do, which is they're going to tell you that they have a solution that's going to solve this. But in actuality, the solution that they're selling you, even if the company is doing a really good job of staying on top of things, the solution itself is already outdated. And that's because the way all this stuff goes and works, it changes so fast. And it changes as quickly as an algorithm switch on Facebook and Instagram. Um, for, I'll give you a for instance. I don't know if this is just a bug in the in the app that it will correct itself because I, I know that things like that have happened in the past. But um, I've been listening to podcasts strictly on Spotify uh, for the last probably five or six months because when I go to share them in my Instagram story, there's a link to where you can click out and listen to the podcast right away. You literally can click on it it opens up a browser window, you hit the play button, then you hit the back button on at the top left-hand corner that takes you back to the Instagram app. You're listening to the podcast and you're back doing the thing that you were doing before, like watching stories. Um, so that kind of, that having, making it a, a lot less friction than if I just take a screenshot and share it and say, hey, listen to this, and you have to X out of the app, open up another app, search, 
and then hit play, something that's probably going to take you 20 to 30 seconds. Whereas if you're just clicking the button, hitting the play, clicking the link, hitting the play button, and then going back, we're talking less than five seconds probably. So, you know, it's all about the least amount of friction. But I'm noticing right now, like, I can't, this morning I went to share Gary's podcast and my story, and it wouldn't, it would open up the Instagram app, but it wouldn't populate into my story like it normally does. So, like, I couldn't do it. Well, if I can't do that, then that changes my entire, you know, that that changes how I share podcasts and how I, how I can get the, get my podcast out. So I got to think of different ways to do that. Um, but it's, it's ever changing, but you know, you talk to a, an ad rep that has a clear product that they're trying to sell, or, or they just want to focus on one particular angle. Um, you know, they're going to tell you that that's the best solution. And the thing that I just described to you on how you're sharing podcasts on uh, Instagram and using Spotify, how you got to come up with an alternate way. They probably don't even know that you have the link out option on Instagram stories anyway. So it's funny because anytime, and, and look, like I'm very, and this goes back to the Gary V thing. This goes back to Dave Ramsey. I think you tell people exactly how it is you do things. You show them. That's why I love Instagram stories so much. You guys want to see what I eat? You want to see how often I'm working out? I don't share every meal because I don't necessarily need that for accountability purposes. But I like I show you what I eat. I will sometimes tell you why I decided to eat what it was that I did. Like today I had avocado toast. The reason I decided to eat it was we had four avocados at home. And uh, they've been there for two or three days. And I need to start eating them. So, you know, but like, I'll just, it's, it's easy. It's a way for me to, to show you what the day to day of this stuff actually looks like. Um, and so I think you tell people exactly what it is you do. And I think you show them exactly what it is that the day to day for you is like. And then, you know, if you're the whole thing of, and I talked about this on a podcast about people's opinions on like, you're on social media too much. You know, social media really is a, just a, uh, a mirror as to how you view yourself and how you view the world. If you don't like your experience, you absolutely have the control to change it. Um, but, you know, when you're, when you're actually sharing your day-to-day story, like, you don't have trouble coming, you don't have trouble coming up with content. Now, does that mean everything that you're always happy and, and you feel like, you know, everything's rosy? Uh, no. I mean, like, I, I took a break yesterday Partly because I got into my normal thing where I'm running, 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 and I'm not going on as much sleep as I should. I've been getting more sleep, thankfully. Um, and then, um, you know, but like yesterday, I was just really, really tired, and I ended up just taking. I I was going to take a nap. I think I slept for about ten minutes, um, but I I didn't do much for a couple of hours. Like I wasn't um, I wasn't posting anything. Stuff on social. I took a break because I needed it, and then you know I got into a got into a more productive mindset late afternoon. Came back and did some things last night just in time to see uh, Gary Cantrell have my head put on uh, Steve Austin's body. It's bottom line there. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, like there's times where you. But the other thing is, is in 
getting back to what we're talking about before, like I just took some time to myself, I chilled out a little bit. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I gotta post this and I gotta do, you know, this kind of podcast, and I need to. I I used to be somebody that would operate on checklists like that. That's actually how I got into a really really good repetition with all this stuff. But like now, I realize, you know, there's gonna be days and even like chunks of days where I don't even do podcasts. But I also know there's going to be times that I end up putting out uh, three, four, maybe even five or more episodes. So it's all going to even itself out. And that gets back to the whole thing of a thousand, trying to get a thousand episodes total for this podcast uh, by the end of the year. Wherever I end up falling on that, it's still a podcast I started in January 2018. And if by January 2020, I have six, which I'm almost at 800, or excuse me, 500 episodes now. If I have only if I have 600 episodes, or if I have, you know, 800, 1,000, 1,200, whatever, like the actual number doesn't matter because it just means that I know in a span of two years, I just put out a tremendous amount of content around um, things that, that people can use practically in their own fitness process, sharing my own story, and interviewing some really awesome, excellent people, and then having just kind of like one-off episodes where I just talk about whatever it is I want to talk about. So. Uh, the content's there. I also think that if you're somebody that wants to be a fitness coach or a fitness professional, that this is a great way of, of you know sharing what it is that you do and what it is that you believe. Because ultimately, if somebody's going to decide to work with you, it's it's more about your philosophy and how you carry yourself and how you view these things and how you live your life. And for that, podcasting and social media is absolutely phenomenal. So. Uh, with that, I think I'm actually going to go ahead and wrap things up a, a few minutes early here. Uh, I'm almost at my meeting, but not quite there yet. But let me know your thoughts. Um, just again, kind of thinking some things through as I'm as I'm driving in the car today. So it's I, I and I really do like doing these kinds of episodes because you guys you guys kind of get to hear my thought process on a number of things. So, uh, but thank you for listening. If you're still hanging in there with me, uh, let me know your thoughts. DM me on Instagram. I'm at your level fitness, or you can email me. That is Daryl at yourlevelfitness.com. That is D A R Y L at yourlevelfitness.com. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.